Welcome to Seeking God's Grace podcast, a place to share stories about life, faith and passion. My name is Grace and I am a sister of the Holy Family of Nazareth, or as some prefer to say, I'm a Catholic nun. I hope that this podcast will help you and me to find God in everyday life experiences and to understand God and yourself a little bit better. Let's talk and seek God together. Welcome back, everyone, and Happy New Year. For real? Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, Happy New Liturgical Year, because the first Sunday of Advent of every single year is the beginning of of the new liturgical year. I'll talk about it in the previous episode. So if you did not have a chance to listen to it, you are cordially invited. A friend of mine who listened to the previous episode made the comment that no matter how many times we hear about the liturgical year, is it uh, in the church or elsewhere, it is still confusing. I totally agree and I understand. And ever since we had this little conversation, I thought, well, how to think about this a little bit more um, in a way that it will be easy to remember. So one of the ways I think it's just to use uh, word seasons of the church instead of year of the church. Sometimes this word year really complicates stuff too much. So if we have four seasons, like here in Australia, we have uh, spring, we have um, summer, we have then, what do we have next? I forgot already. Oh my goodness, it's autumn. Oh yes, it's autumn. <laughs> I was thinking about American fall. And then of course we have winter. Uh, that's how we leave it here. So we have four seasons. Now, what kind of four seasons do we have in the church? We have Advent, Christmas, Lent, and Easter. So those are also four seasons. But there is also a lot of other times in the liturgical year in between those four seasons called ordinary time, being in order. So uh, the whole concept of seasons in the church, it's about having things in order. I hope that it is a little bit easier and it might make some more sense for all of us. In the last episode, I also promised that uh, today I will talk a little bit more about the season of Advent. The word Advent uh, means coming. Uh, Advent is about arrival. So there are two or at least three major things of arrival that we are talking about, which um, the very first one get very often very much unnoticed or it's not really talked about too much. So the first Advent that we are waiting for and celebrate between the first two weeks is waiting for Jesus's second coming. Is this, this, this is the end of times. This is the end of the world. 
This is truly second coming of Jesus Christ. It has been announced by him when he was here on earth. We hear about it uh, in some of the books of the New Testament, and we know that it will happen one time. So the first meaning of Advent, this waiting for arrival, it's waiting for Jesus to come at the end of times. Uh, in the liturgy, it finishes with the 16th of December. And the last seven days, between 17th to 24th of December, is directly waiting for Christmas, for birth of Christ, for the nativity of our Lord, uh, for the day when God becomes man. We prepare our homes, and that's the whole decorations, the presents. We prepare our hearts for four weeks before Christmas. So uh, that simply means that this Advent or arrival has two meanings. Some people put that third meaning into it, and they said, in both cases, Advent is about waiting for Jesus to arrive into our hearts. That's a very beautiful way of putting it, isn't it? The season of Advent uh, most likely was firstly celebrated in the 5th century. We don't have a very strict account of it. It originated from the tradition of actually fasting few weeks before Christmas. It started in early November and it went all the way to Christmas. Well, fasting, that sounds like Lent, doesn't it? Nowadays, Advent does not have that meaning that it used to have in the 5th century. It is really limited to four weeks or to be more precise, four Sundays of Christmas. And um, it starts on the closest feast to St. Andrew feast day, November 30th. So like this year, for example, the first Sunday of Advent is today, 27th of November, but it can be, well, six, seven days um, away from this particular day. It, it really has to be counted back from Christmas instead of the any particular date. It is difficult to talk about Advent because we become so busy, busy of preparation for Christmas, busy for end of year. And you know what? There are a lot of many situations in which we don't really even have time to sit and think about what Advent is all about. Advent ends on Christmas Eve. So this is the day before Christmas. And from Christmas Day, obviously, the season of Christmas starts. Uh, I mentioned before, this is about four Sundays of Advent, not four weeks, because quite often the fourth week, it's only a few days. Depends when the 24th of December, 25th of December um, um, comes, 24th and 25th, both of them. There are some liturgical symbols, not too many, but one that it's known to very many people in the church, and it's called Advent wreath. So you remember this usually greenery 
that it's connected with four candles, three of them being purple, one of them being pink. And they symbolize hope, peace, joy, and love. And one candle is for one of the weeks of Advent. We start the week with lighting them and we say some prayers that are connected with this particular uh, week or the topic of that particular week. Different countries have a little bit more different liturgies or tradition, uh, depends where they are. Uh, uh, you know that I grew up in Poland and we have a Polish tradition of uh, dawn masses. Uh, which are called rorate. That's from Latin word rorare, because the um, Blessed Mary, uh, to whom those masses are being dedicated, was called the morning star. So that uh, the whole tradition of going for a mass early in the morning, when it's all dark, have with yourself the lamp or candle on, so you see the light in the darkness. Why the light in the darkness? Because Jesus Christ, who was born in Bethlehem, was the light of the world, is the light of the world, born for all of us. Here in Australia, I learned, um, being among very multicultural community, that, um, for example, people with the Filipino Bagrat celebrate nine days before Christmas of the dawn masses. They call them also rooster masses, Misa de Gallio. And I think that there is a very much a um, similar symbolic around those masses, masses which are counted down before Christmas. So, season. Season of Advent season of waiting, season of anticipating. But what do we take out of it? And how do we connect our life to the meaning and feeling of Advent? Some people say that because Advent finishes with the celebration of Christmas and the Christmas season, uh, we have to remember that it is a time of joyful anticipation for Jesus' birthday. And it is. Oh, come on. Who doesn't count down the days today birthday? Why wouldn't we count down with joy the dates to the birthday of Jesus Christ? It is, but at the same time, waiting for the arrival of the baby, any baby, it's not easy. And it creates a lot of unsettling feelings, fears, anxieties, of unknown, of things that could go wrong, of things that, um, while might not be so joyful, but might be rather overwhelming and difficult. When I think about that context and the context of waiting for anything, anything at all, I think about all the times in my life when I feel distracted. Well, simple examples of it. I want to do something, let's say, I don't know, finish some document. 
something else comes up, that phone call, um, the doorbell, uh, someone asks me to do something. I am distracted. I, I cannot refocus. I, I, I need to do something else. Well, another example, uh, I want to focus on finishing a particular job, but all of a the sudden there are people who come and ask questions and have some inquiries of whatever it is. You want to finish the task, but actually the task is so difficult or so um, not attractive that you look for something else that is more interesting, appealing, and the distraction comes there very, very realistically. Well, in the religious life, in, in prayer, in, in the spiritual life of ours, well, I don't know about you, but how often do I want to pray or meditate? And then my brain instantly creates a shopping list or a menu of what to, to, to cook in the days to come, what's for dinner. Distraction come. And the list continues. According to your life responsibilities and experiences, distraction. So when I think about Advent, when I think about all possible distractions and times when I cannot do what I want, what I need, what I anticipate and long for, it is actually quite reassuring that I'm not alone on that journey. When I think about Jesus, Mary and Joseph, the Holy Family, I really believe that they have experienced a lot of distractions in their very first advent, in their real waiting for the arrival of baby Jesus. Just to remind ourselves, Mary was nine months pregnant. She and Joseph had to travel to Bethlehem, and that wasn't through Lexus or um, any other you know, great vehicle that we have these days. It was just walking and having one donkey. There was no place for them to stay. They were in political danger, which actually made them to think, what would we do next? They didn't have material security. Well, if these are not distractions, distractions big times, then what are they? And yet... Yet, they stay focused. I believe that Advent teaches us to stay focused. Focus on life priorities. Focus on relationship with one another. But also staying focused on God himself. This morning when I was trying <laughs> to meditate a bit, uh, I read these beautiful words from Father Sean Cullen. He says, Advent is an invitation to become spiritually alert, not alarmed. It is a season where we cultivate an awareness of Christ that he will 
train our eyes to see him, not just in the past or in the future, but now, in many different ways, every day. I like this quote a lot. How often do I, or do we, get distracted and cannot focus because we cannot see what is happening right now? Being present to here and now is much harder than following what we plan or intend to do. It requires a continuous work on being flexible, adaptable, open for changes, and ready for corrections. It really requires honesty to yourself and to others. We don't have to be alarmed, but alerted. We have to tune into our own hearts, voices that are inside of us, and voices that are outside of us, which are coming from those we live with, in order to see their needs, as to really hear what they are saying. Worth waiting, which we will use in Advent a lot, is very close to the word longing. Longing means desiring someone or something that is currently unavailable and could remain so. So I'm longing for someone, I'm longing for something, but this reality or this person is not available. In comparison, waiting for is passing time while anticipating a specific, specific event or encounter. So you know what you are waiting for. You are just counting time because you know that the event or the meeting will happen, it will occur. Despite the fact that we hardly ever use the word longing for, this is actually uh, a better fit for our Advent attitude, which we discussed today. Living here on earth makes us to be in between realities, two of them at least, if not more. The reality of experiencing God and knowing or believing that living in God's presence ends the time of waiting for Him. We hope to be like Him. We long for Him endlessly, without even realizing that. Every time when we feel in our heart a desire to simply be kind, being good people. This desire, this longing is there because he wants us to be like him. He wants us to be found by his love. One more quote for today. This one comes from Father Ron Rollheiser, 
a, a great preacher. He says um, about this first Sunday of Advent, being alert, awake, and vigilant in the biblical sense is not a matter of living in fear of the world ending or of our lives ending. Rather, it is a question of having love and reconciliation as our chief concerns of thanking, appreciating, affirming, forgiving, apologizing, and being more mindful of the choice of living in human humanity and within the sure embrace of God. This is a packed sentence, isn't it? But if we will just simplify it, that means that this being alert and being awake and this longing for and waiting for calls us for the attitude of gratitude, calls us to the action of forgiveness, affirmation, and mindfulness of God's presence and also of the fact that we are embraced by God, that we are fully in God's hands. In my life, I met many people, some religious, some not, but I met many God people, despite if they would say that they are religious or not. Some who experience very vividly God's presence in their life. Some who continuously experience God every day. Some who do not really name God as the author of their life or don't call themselves religious, but through their actions are an amazing sign of his loving kindness. All of them, all of us, are Advent people. Because one day, we will meet God who longs for us and who works with us despite our distractions and lack of focus. He knows that our longing for Him is expressed through our daily life choices of being positive, grateful, sensitive, empathetic, compassionate, loving and caring. Even if um, from time to time we lose our focus, He alerts us to do the next right thing we have to. What is it? The answer is only in your and mine heart. What are you doing right now? What is your present moment? Literally and metaphorically. What is the next thing on your daily list? What's the next big move in your life? 
What are you longing for and waiting for? Don't do it alone. Invite Jesus. Let him be the lantern in the darkness. Let him lead you through your life distractions. And I finish this sharing with Henry Newman prayer. This prayer is offered for you on a daily basis. And I hope that you feel included in it. Lord Jesus, Master of both the light and the darkness, send your Holy Spirit upon our preparation for Christmas. We who have so much to do and seek quiet spaces to hear your voice each day, we who are anxious over many things Look forward to your coming among us. We who are blessed in so many ways long for the complete joy of your kingdom. We whose hearts are heavy seek the joy of your presence. We are your people walking in darkness yet seeking the light to you we say, Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope that you will tune in again. Please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave your review. Feel welcome to visit my website, seekinggodsgrace.com and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again. Every blessing to you and your loved ones. Talk again soon.